You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get ready for a frenzy. Bring them out, bring them out. The Fantasy Frenzy. Live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan, it's the Fantasy Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica, coming up this hour on the program as we lead you up to the fantasy BFFs. I want to go through some of these um, draft picks from our six-round mock draft that we've started, our way-too-early 2018 draft. And I want to uh, get the injury prognostications on some of these players that were injured in 2017, how they look moving forward. We'll go through some of the latest NFL news, notes, coaching rumors, stuff like that. Obviously, we'll get into um, some also some stuff from the FSTA draft. Probably look at the next five players that were drafted in the first round of that draft. See how the gentlemen that are getting ready for baseball like that. And um, but I want to start right here, all in kid Jake Seeley. Good morning. How you doing, sir? Getting live in person. Ah, there you go. I see you, Jake. You got back in Somewhere. the crib, feeling good, yeah. nice and warm. Power back, rocking and rolling. What's the deal with you, Matt? I'm glad everybody got the memo for the hoodies today. You know, we are rocking we hoodies are, today. We are rocking. I gotta say, phenomenal new opening for Fantasy Frenzy. Yeah, bring them out, bring them out. That's, shout out to Chris Pavona. The uh, uh, what's Chris Pavona is the manimal, right? The manimal, the bounty hunter, the bounty hunter. Yeah, that's right, the bounty hunter, Chris Pavona. So <laughs> bounty hunter. I don't, I don't know. I think Dane gave him that nickname. <laughs> yeah, Dane did give him that one. Dane is the nickname. And we got guy. the body snatcher right now. And yeah, we got floor. yeah, that's right. And we got the body snatcher right now, Don Burns. It's a different reason for that, though. <laughs> I don't know what to get into that. Jake, did you watch the um, the live stream last night from uh, Lith- Lith- Lithuania of the... Uh, uh, nope. Li- <laughs> no, didn't not, not, not one play, not one segment. Didn't even, didn't even know it was on and couldn't care less if it was. I like to give Jake a hard time about the balls. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to check it out either, but I do know that it hit over 100,000 last night, so... Yeah, obviously something's working. Yeah, I saw some in my uh, Twitter on your Twitter, on your Twitter feed. Don Burns, did you get the chance? I know Don Burns is the basketball head. Did you get a chance to check any of it, Don Burns? I did. I saw a few replays of it. I didn't catch the live stream, but I mean, it it was okay. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's much talent in that league, but <laughs> I'm being honest, it really doesn't. Okay, Don- I think it's more of like you know a publicity pub. Oh, it's, it's definitely stunt. a publicity yeah. stunt. Definitely. I mean, if you watch it, I watched a decent amount, like 15 minutes. It's I mean, there's no talent. Well, look right? at, yeah, look at Lithuania's professional team. I mean, when it goes to the Olympics, it's got like what two quality players. I'm not trying to disparage yeah. a country's no. team, but the, the truth is, it's just not on par with this. So it's not surprising that the lower level of the lower level of the lower level that they pulled themselves out of is going to be that low of quality. Oh yeah, I guess so. They had I'm, to pick some. They had to get some ringers out there. Though. I'm curious to know if Don Burge's next vacation will be to Lithuania. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yikes! How far? How long? it take to get to Lithuania? Uh, probably like eight hours or something like oh, that. that. I know like Europe is something like that, so maybe... I don't even know where it's at. I don't know where he sent them boys to. <laughs> I thought it was like Russia or something like that. I thought it was out in that area. That's where I thought Lithuania was. And I was very good at social studies in school. But I just never was like... Geography and math weren't your thing? Uh, geography I was good at. Mathematics, no. I wasn't good at math when I was in school. And it's passed on to my children. 
<laughs> and I'd be like, you're not doing good in math. And they'd be like, you didn't. I'd be like, like what? No, no, it's not. You're supposed to, supposed to be better than me. <laughs> so there you go right there. Now we get to the good stuff. We come back. Going to go through our mock draft, and we're going to talk about. I want to start with the Dalvin Cook thing, because you hear from Dr. A's mouth more so than mine. Also got some updates on David Johnson and uh, Carson Wentz. So and we'll talk that, talk some uh, mock draft. Got some baseball talk coming up a little bit later on. We're off and rolling on the frenzy. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Back up in that. I'm Fantasy Frenzy right here, FNTSY Radio. Taking you up to 11 a.m. on the East Coast. That's 8 a.m. Pacific. You want to hop in, give us a telephone call. The phone lines remain open. You know we always want to hear from you. 844-843-6879. Going over our 2018 way-too-early mock draft. I mean, we don't have to go through this thing pick by pick. I do want to focus in on <clears throat> unless you want. I also have an answer for you, Corey. Oh, go ahead, Jake. It takes less than four hours to get to Lithuania. Stop playing. The le- no, it's the, it's the layovers you have to deal with. From, wow. From the West Coast or? No, from East Coast, from you guys. Wow, look at that. But the layovers. Well, fa- and this might not be factoring in time change, though. So you might have to add that. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, I think it's got to be long. Isn't that like Eastern Europe and stuff I, I like don't know. That? I, told you, I, told, I thought it was Russia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Where I mean, what's, like, what's, what's London from us? Six hours? I think uh, probably like maybe six, but I think more like seven-ish. So I don't All right, know. so then it's probably more like, since it's three hours and 45 minutes, it's probably more like 10 hours. It's a good distance. That's, so not, there you go. man, that's not too bad, though. Although it's going to cost you $2,600 to do I'm it. I'm not going there. Why would I think about Lithuania? Because I, I was thinking I'd go to a game. I think of European road trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. I would have went to a game, but depending on what the co-eds look like, I would have been down, but not for $2,600. Just stay right here. I watched the live stream. <laughs> The big baller brand. It's right next to Jake, they had, they had They had big baller stuff on don't the... Care. Oh, yes, right. Jake don't care. Matt, they had big baller stuff on the court, on the uniforms and all. Like, they got into a partnership. Well, yeah, that was probably part of the deal. It was like a package deal where, you know, you'll... I don't I don't get it, man. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's interesting. I, I, don't want, I just feel bad for the kids. That's what yeah, I really feel bad yeah. for. I, I don't think it's the right I feel bad for Alonzo. Because he's the one with the Lakers that got to deal with his pops talking craziness all the time. Yeah, yes, but how bad do I feel? He was the number two pick in the NBA. True. He just, you know, signed a nice contract. He's got that, plenty of money. He'll exactly. Figure, they'll figure it out. You know, at some point, he can just walk away from his father and he can become, like, estranged. <laughs> <laughs> they'll roll up on him one day like, Lonzo. He'll be like, no, it's not. It's not Lonzo. All right, let's get into some serious business right here. Don Burns, yeah. let's, well, I want to start with I want to start with uh, David Johnson. Don Burns, is that cool? All right, so here's the thing. And now uh, with the one, two, three, four, five, with the fifth pick of our way too early mock draft for 2018, half-point PPR scoring format, uh, Greg Sussman, Mr. Sussman, took David Johnson. 
Now, we all know David Johnson was injured early in the season this year, missed damn near the entire year. Of course, if you pick that 1-1, you know this already. But I was thinking about it, too. The dudes that picked the 1-1, a lot of those dudes probably started their drafts with David Johnson and Ty Gurley. So, because Gurley was in that area on that 2-3 turn. So, you could have actually, you know, still would have won your league. He was you, in the early third at some point. Yes, at some point he was in the early third round. So, there you go right there. Now, with that being said... David Johnson, this is Dr. A giving us the latest update on David Johnson going into 2018, what we should expect for DJ. Go ahead, DB. Yeah, so the wrist uh, the wrist injury for a running back is not as severe. Um, you know, it's pretty significant, but it's not as severe as the ankle injury and the high ankle sprain, um, you know, in terms of that. However, if you guys remember, he underwent surgery. Uh, he was initially expected to miss three to four months. He had his cast removed in mid-November, but he didn't play again this season. And part of the reason why is also because how the team performed, you know, down the stretch. But, you know, typically a dislocated wrist, a grade four dislocation of the wrist for a running back is typically 14 to 18 weeks recovery. So right now, um, you know, he's sort of in that time frame where, you know, you know, this injury date happened week one. And so, you know, we've gone through 18 weeks of 17, 18 weeks of the season. So he should be ready for training camp and all of the workouts, etc. The only problem with this is that this is a highly recurrent injury. And, um, you know, don't be surprised if you see some sort of wrist or hand injury with that injured uh, area uh, next season. But, you know, he should be almost the full recovery definitely by training camp. All right, so here we go. You heard from Dr. A. For the most part, it's not like everything is good to go, Matt, mm-hmm. when it comes to David Johnson. But what I will say is this. He did allude to the fact that this is an injury that could recur. That's, uh, that's a notch against Johnson. Also, he did say that, um, well, Dr. A said this is an injury that, that could reoccur. And also, like we talked about earlier, and I have to make the point, Bruce Arians is not going to be there. Bruce Arians was down with giving David Johnson the ball 40, 45 times a game. A new head coach may not be that. It may not be like that. Well, if they hire a guy that doesn't want to give him the uh, look, the guy's going to want to win as well. So I think David Johnson pretty much a, t- a top three pick for me. If I'm picking right now, and I had one, two, or three, he's not getting past three. All right, there you go, right there, all in, kid. I bring those two, those same two concerns: reoccurring injury, the running back with the wrist, and also the fact that new head coach, new offensive coordinator. Maybe they don't see the ball 30 times a game. Maybe he sees the ball 20 to 25 times a game. Does that take you down a notch on David Johnson? Like, well, of course, it's not going to be too much because of his talent. Oh, where's my audio clip from two days ago? Where well, that's exactly what I said. This is why I passed on. This is why I took Kareem Hunt. Oh. It's just there's too many questions. I, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, you were sitting there. You remember? I said. <laughs> I don't remember. He has. <clears throat> lot of he stands. has no head coach. I trust you though. He has no. He has no head coach. He has no offensive coordinator. He has no quarterback. He might not have Larry Fitzgerald on this team. He might be the only option. And people are going to say, well, then that means he's the only offense. It doesn't necessarily mean he's the only offense if the coach comes in and yes, he wants to win. But if his philosophy is not giving somebody the ball 20 to 30 times a game, and his philosophy is to have a shared backfield. We can't predict that. I would love to say that. I, the same thing I said two days ago is you didn't find anybody who was higher on David Johnson coming to college than I was. I love the guy. I was taking him 1-1. I was taking him high draft the year before. But the fact is, when you talk about it, there's just so many questions as of today 
then I'm taking him behind Kareem Hunt as the fourth running back. Now, if we have the coach come in and the coach talks and praises David Johnson, they figure out the quarterback situation, maybe they sign Alex Smith or trade for Alex Smith, I should say, something like that, then obviously put him right back up there and you could even make an argument for him over Le'Veon Bell if he's healthy. But there's just so many question marks on top of the injury that it's just as of today, I'm not taking him in front of who, who who are some of the head coaches they're looking at the Cardinals? <clears throat> we have any reports? Yeah, haven't really been nothing. Is, yeah. What's his name going there now after, after interviewing with the Giants yesterday? Wilkes? Yeah, that's been the first one. Wilkes. Yeah. Steve Wilkes. That's He's the not. first one we really heard about. Maybe they're taking any time out that joint. I don't know. They got to figure something out. All right, up next. <clears throat> so after David Johnson, we get D-Hop, Kamara, Melvin Gordon, Fournette, Odell, Julio, Michael Thomas, Devontae Freeman. Then Dalvin Cook goes. And Dalvin Cook is particularly interesting because I thought this was a little bit too early for Dalvin Cook. Not a lot. Too early. Just a little bit too early for Cook. And I also am worried about Dalvin Cook with his injury. I told you about this yesterday. So, Don Burns is going to get ready to queue up this audio. And I want everybody to pay attention. Listen up real close as Dr. A breaks down Dalvin Cook's injury and what it can mean for him in 2018. Here's Dr. A on Dalvin Cook. Yeah, um, you know, the rule of thumb is, is if it's an ACL injury by itself, then that's a good sign. But typically ACL injuries have other associated injuries where you don't hear about it right away, and then you hear about it later on, and you're wondering why the player after eight, nine months is still not recovered. So Dalvin Cook is one of these guys where when you hear the words cartilage injury in, in association with this ACL injury, you automatically have to think of a microfracture injury. And a microfracture injury is something that takes a significantly longer time to heal because it's a very delicate situation. I mean, just think about it. The cartilage is what supports your knee um, within that joint. And if there's a fracture, a microfracture within that cartilage that extends into the bone that's holding it, then that takes, it's a very, very hard fracture to heal because of the blood flow to that area. And so it will take an additional four to five to six months to get that microfracture to heal. So in Dalvin Cook's case, he had cartilage damage with the ACL tear, which you you know you should really be uh, suspicious of some sort of microfracture injury. So again, even though he injured in week four, you know it's still probably a good um, you know ten to eleven month recovery, full full recovery with rehab. So a 10 to 11 month full, full recovery would put him into the regular season next year. Now, this is Dr. A. They have the algorithm. Dr. A has not really stared us down the wrong path for the most part. Dr. A says that it hits. He's not 100%. Don't get me wrong. But we've come to trust Dr. A, Jake. What do you think about when you hear that diagnosis on Dalvin Cook and you're looking at Cook for 2018, are you willing to be a little bit more hesitant? Uh, actually, I am a little bit more hesitant. And if you see the way too early rankings for next year, I, I have Dalvin Cook at 16, and I don't even feel great about him there. I, like, the guys right behind him are Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake. Uh, but he's behind. Like, I've taken Darius Geist even as a rookie in front of him. Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, well, both the Saints running backs, and Jordan Howard up the list. 16 feels even a little bit aggressive with that kind of concern. And obviously, we have plenty of time to figure these things out. Mm-hmm. But as of today, you know, there's a lot of people that start drafting as soon as the MFLs open up in, what, like, March? So as soon as that happens, I mean, if you're drafting Dalvin Cook, you have to know there's a risk, serious risk of not just this season, 
but just his future in general, that he might not be as effective as he was last year. Matt, Matt, Matt nobody was as high. I love the kid coming out of Florida State. Love the talent. Love the ability. But, I, man, I'm going to get your opinion on Doc, on, on Dalvin when we come back. and be getting ready to head out to break. Or else Don Burns is going to thrash me. <laughs> and don't say no, bud. <laughs> what do you mean, Jake? I pumped the living hell out of Dalvin Cook. We, 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 I think we all, we all were on <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Equally. No, I know. So it's just saying all of us. You said nobody was. Okay. You're about to say all nobody right. was. We all, all three of us were. Did, 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 after the combine, did, after the combine, did you fall off on him after the combine? A lot of people fell off Hell on him after the no. combine. Okay. The first thing I wrote after the combine is all you people out of your damn mind for what happened to the combine. That was actually go back and look. All right, when we come back, we'll continue to talk to Alvin Cook. We'll get Medica and see how he values it for 2018. Also, want to talk about Carson Wentz. We'll do those way too early rankings. We'll get into that tomorrow. Got some more stuff I want to talk about with this draft right here and some NFL news and notes. It's the Frenzy right here on FNTSY. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Thanks for rocking with us, FNTSY YouTube channel, Goon Squad. We see you out there. I didn't get no email. Matt, I'm about to... Oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Off-air conversation leaked on air. Let me let, let me let... Before we, before, we, before we get back into Dalvin Cook, the, um, I heard a rumor yesterday. I don't know how true it is. Maybe somebody let me know if you heard this. That this uh Tua Tua Tagliavia, the dude, the the uh the fellow that won the national championship, the true freshman that came in, is twenty eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. I didn't hear he was Daniel Monte. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel Monte, who's somewhere in the majors still now. I think he's working as a coach or something. Daniel Monte, if I'm not mistaken, that's the kid that was. You remember Daniel Monte, the, mm-hmm. the ringer that was pitching the no hitters because he was seven because he was 27 years old and the kids was 12 <laughs> um, Little League World Series remember that yeah that was crazy yeah that was crazy it was like perfect game yeah. checking out all I, I knew Daniel Monte was a fraud immediately though because he couldn't speak no English and I was like you don't go to school if you can't speak English you're not going to school so I was like this guy's too old but whatever um, the kid Tua there's reports that he had told Alabama that if he didn't play in this game, that he was going to transfer. Like, he was calling his shots with Saban. And I was like, whoa, I don't know how true this report is. You know what I'm saying? So just throwing that out there. That's pretty bold right there. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess, Once again, shout out to Rich Seminole for what he called. Yes. He would get in the game. Yeah, Rich Seminole did say that. It, yeah. He did. All right, Matt. Played that yesterday. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, um, Thanks and then, to you. Yeah, well, I, I saw it. 
you know what? They did a. They should have let us knew that. Like, they should. Somebody should have let us know that earlier in the day that day that was that that was out there because we should have ran that like all day because that's one of our guys and that was an amazing call. Mm-hmm. But I didn't find that out till later on in the afternoon. You know what I mean? But anyway, blame Florio. No, Florio, we already took care of it yesterday, Florio. Thank you. Now you ask me if I want it now. It's day late and a dollar short. <laughs> Matt, Dalvin Cook. You heard Dr. A talk about Dalvin Cook. Scary. Yeah, I'm taking up Barkley over him. Really? Like Saquon Barkley. I'd go, Look, it's, it's a running back. Uh, it's, the injury doesn't sound good. I mean, it's not like with the quarterback, at least. This is... Really scary. There's other really talented backs there. Yeah. Not that I don't think he's good. I think maybe he's one. He's gonna need that one more year. Yeah, I don't. Is, I see. My thing with Barkley is I got to see where Barkley ends up. Because see, I'm not. Maybe it's me. If he's a top four pick, he's gonna be the guy that's gonna get all the touches. Man, I, I can't go back in on the Browns running back if Deshaun Kaiser's the quarterback. I can't. It's too scary. I got burned big time on the Browns running back this year. I can't see Deshaun Kaiser being the quarterback. They have to go. Look, this kid is the quarterback. If they, if they didn't win a game, they've won one game in the last two years. They got a new GM in here. Does you survive this whole offseason? I got a feeling somehow Dorsey convinces ownership to get this guy out. Speaking of oh, speaking of Dorsey, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to get to um finally first. Uh, Florio, I'm going to talk about Carson Wentz now. Carson Wentz. Obviously, we did six rounds of this draft. Only three quarterbacks have gone off the board. My guess is, um, we'll talk about those three. The three quarterbacks that are off the board are Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers. I think that's going to be the first three quarterbacks going off the board in 2018 when we really get into hot and heavy in the fantasy drafting. The thing about that is, I don't think that's going to be right. And I think we're going to see it in the, in the course of the offseason where one of those three quarterbacks is not going to have the same workload. With that being said, Carson Wentz, we love Carson Wentz, was the guy this year. On his way to an MVP season, towards ACL. That stinks. Towards ACL late in the season, too. It was like November, December when he towards ACL. So now he's really against the gun to be ready to go for training camp. But Dr. A says, no, not only do we got to worry about him because of this torn ACL, but it might be something else on that knee also. Here's Dr. A on Carson Wentz. I don't hear Dr. A talking. Yeah, you know, Carson Wentz is um, another one of these guys where he had the, he had the ACL tear <clears throat> with his lead leg. But the biggest thing there is that, you know, he has a damaged or a torn meniscus with associated with that ACL tear. And I believe he partially tore his IT band. And I don't know if everyone knows where the IT band is, but it's along the outer aspect of the upper thigh, um, uh, which basically is one of the support mechanisms of the outer thigh. Um, and the IT band attaches to the knee. So that's probably where it's injured, where it attaches to the knee on the outside of the knee. So he's got two other injuries associated with this ACL tear. And that's what typically happens and takes the longer time to heal. You know, an ACL tear, with all of the great surgery we have today and all of the techniques and enhanced techniques and technology, you know, an ACL tear sometimes can take only 16 weeks to recover and fully rehab from if it's a sole, you know, ACL tear within the ligament, um, you know. But when there's all these other injuries, there you have to add on two to three months on top of that. So, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, I still think it's going to be – eating into that sort of training camp preseason time frame for him because he sustained that injury so late in the season. You know, last year in 2017, we were drafting a quarterback and players associated with a quarterback that we all thought would be ready to go by training camp. 
then by preseason, then by week three, then by week four, <laughs> then by week five, then it was like week six, then it was like, uh-oh, I don't think he's going to play. We don't expect that to be the case with Carson Wentz, uh, Mr. All-In Kid, but put you on the cl- put you on the clock. All right, so you see the top three quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Who would you say, just hearing that from Dr. A just now, who's the fourth quarterback? I actually have Carson Wentz as my fourth quarterback. Okay. I actually have my top five. I actually have Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. Okay. You're not worried about so, the injury. You thought this situation to monitor. Yeah, it's a situation to monitor. Obviously, you could have setbacks. I don't think it's this throwing shoulder situation like what you're referencing and alluding to there with Andrew Luck. I think that's a little bit different <laughs> yeah, type yeah, of situation. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think there's definitely something we could actually find out in three months. It's not going that well or it's going slow. And then if it's any type of question where we start getting into – I don't even need to say opening day. If we start seeing he's questionable for preseason, he's questionable for training camp, those type of things, then you say, all right, well, now let's move him down a little bit because you got to factor in that kind of risk. But as of right now – I would still take him fourth over the, uh, off the board. What do you think, man? I don't know what the hell an IT band is. It's but this, it's, yeah, well, Dr. A said it's no, somewhere saying, in here. I've never heard the, of it It's before. the group of guys that get together in the <laughs> computer room <laughs> to <laughs> make music together. Like George and Carl were getting involved somehow. So many <laughs> different ways I could have went just now, but I wasn't, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be frightened by this. And yeah. Especially, look, he if he's not – it happened in week 13 as well. So I, that's another – Scary thought for me there. So right now, I'm going to go. I'm going to err on the side of caution. I want to hear that he's on schedule or ahead of schedule. Do you think, Matt, do you think it's right that the Seattle Seahawks fired Daryl Bevel, their offensive coordinator? I don't know if it's right or wrong, but after seven seasons, I, I could see making a move, get a fresh voice in there. It's not his fault that they had no offensive line. They had no running backs. That's not his fault. He's not the guy that had to put that in place. So I, I agree with you. There's many backs that can go into Seattle, and if they improve this line via free agency in the draft, you put a Carlos Hyde in there. You put a uh, Isaiah Crowell. That's instant, instant uh, upgrade right there, and a team that could be much better. Jake, they fired the dude, but they never gave him the. He hasn't had a running game since a healthy Marshawn Lynch. The offensive line stinks. You can't blame him for this offense. Him and Russell Wilson put this thing together. And still was right on the brink of the playoffs. I think this is a I think this is a bad job firing a dude when he didn't really have the pieces to work. When he had no bullets in the gun. Yeah, no, like I, I understand they look both ways. Matt's right too. Sometimes maybe just a fresh voice in general as well. This is similar to oh shoot, I just forgot his name. I was about to say the one that used to coach for the Bulls and then went to another team and they said Tex he could only use him for like. No, no, no. You can, it's more recent than that. Oh. You can only use him for like three or four years because he yells at everybody, and after a while, the player starts tuning him out. Like he always, he's basically No, before okay. Hoiberg. Oh. He yells at everybody. Hoiberg doesn't yell at everybody. No, Hoiberg's a nice Hoiberg's guy. A, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, anyway, the point being yeah. was that you only got like a three- to four-year window before players started tuning him out and just moved on. So I think similar to this point is what Matt's saying is, you know, yes, it's not all on his shoulders because they haven't had an offensive line. They haven't had quality running backs. They've been piecing together running backs for how long now? And they've got – but they do have Russell Wilson. They do have weapons in the passing game. They have Tyler Lockett and Paul Richardson. It's just let's kind of shake things up while we're trying to figure things out for next year, find somebody that maybe wants to take a different angle. See, I don't think Wilson should be the third quarterback because if they bring in a running back – 
A lot of Rosas run. They don't want to. The Seahawks don't want to play like that. The Seahawks want to control clock, run the football, play good defense. Russ make the plays when he needs to. They don't want Russ running around all willy nilly, throwing for forty five hundred yards, running for five hundred, six hundred yards. That's not the game they want to play because they're not going to win like that. If they get a running back in there and some pieces on that O line, Russell Wilson is not going to put up these type of fantasy seasons. I think the third quarterback should be Cam Newton. What did he put up two years ago though? When I they mean, had who? You know, with, with, with the offense that they had. I mean, not, not the previous year, uh, not uh, 2016, but go back to 2016. 2015, he, he was over 400. He was number two, yeah. I think, that year. So I, 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 it's going to be hard for me not to take Russell Wilson I would look at, in, in that range. I would look at Marshawn Lynch's last healthy season as to what I think they want Russell Wilson to be. That's, well, what, I, that's what I would look at. Is Which I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, have that he had him. Yeah, I know he because I that's know the, tw- that's the year he's talking about, isn't he? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, that's tw- twenty sixteen. I no, that he was no twenty sixteen. He was twenty sixteen with his last healthy. Here, wait, twenty fourteen. Sorry, twenty fourteen was the last healthy season, and Russell Wilson had thirty five hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, eight hundred rushing, and six rushing touchdowns. He had three hundred sixty five phases. Yeah, so uh, a quality running back might help him more. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just think he's he didn't throw for over four thousand yards that year. I, I that's not a big like, deal. Like I say, Cam's gonna Cam. Yeah, Russell Wilson's gonna be Russell Wilson. That's the way I, I think it's gonna be. And he'll always have that ability to buy that yeah. time running around crazy. You know, I mean, the guy who can run ten yards back. And, <laughs> and to that point, and to that point, Corey, you could have positive touchdown regression coming with Russell Wilson. He's got one, one, and three rushing touchdowns the past three years, over five hundred twice yards. I love that positive. Everybody thinks regression's bad. There you go. It's Positive touchdown regression. <laughs> hey. All right, when we come back, flip the page a little bit. I'll be getting all these tweets about, oh, they talking baseball on Sirius XM. So what? It's still trash. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Now that you got me started, <clears throat> this serious XM thing. I'm looking at this FSTA draft. You know why they're talking baseball? Because their whole program roster, their whole program and grid is in the draft. They have a monopoly of the FSTA draft. Number one. And number two, you talk to me about serious XM talking baseball. Yeah, they also were talking football with Jim Bowden. How did that work out? With, with Jim Bowden talking fantasy football. Anybody win any chips off of Jim Bowden's advice? Huh? I'll, put, I'll put my receipts up against anybody on that channel. There you go, right there. there. Jim Bowden, Jim Bowden, I don't give a damn, Florio. He ain't never did nothing for me. Nothing. Nothing for the fantasy executive. Someone needs me to fly, uh, somebody needs me to, fly out to L.A. and, uh, you know. Set some things straight. At we can do it. <laughs> we, can, we can get this done. Because they already did the draft, and they didn't put nobody. They didn't put none of our people in the draft. What's up with that, Nando? Sure, we got to holler at somebody. I'm not calling Nando out, but I'm saying somebody needs to. Why is, this, why is there no FNTSY people in the FSTA draft? Interesting. Because Chris, Chris Meany wasn't out there this year. Yeah, Chris Meany. But this, this is online, though, uh, Jake. You see this? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's Maybe, online. Are they going to finish it while they're out there, or are they just doing it all online? 
Uh, who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At this point, you're right. Who cares? They spent five minutes telling why Mike Trout was a good pick, the number one last year. Now, come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that was I, nonsense. I saw Meany at the table just shaking his head back and forth because they were <laughs> to this guy go on for five minutes explaining why Mike Trout was great. We're trying to thanks, get you, buddy. We try to give you some better in, in, advice than that. Now, ask Meany about that today on On Target, Jake. If you if you have the time. About what? About why he wasn't in the FSTA draft. Oh, because he's probably got better things to do. Probably so. I'd just like to go back to California. That is not a bad I, idea. I did, I did love the them. stuff for the NBA, the real NBA. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. NBA.com getting that work done. Shout out to Chris Meany with the tip drill. You can see those on, 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 our, on our Twitter. Where else they post those joints at? I do like his uh, his nickname, Canadian, Canadian Kindness. Yes, yes. and I heard that new that. promo where he was about he was apologizing. Yeah, he was sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was a, that was a good look. So we told you the first five: Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner. Next five: Matt, Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant, Mookie Betts, Charlie Blackman, Giancarlo Stanton. What do you think of that five right there? Uh, it was really nothing. That, you know how oh, great Bryce. Go, go through a little bit slower there. Kinda, <laughs> sorry. Right. Uh, Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant, yeah. Mookie Betts, Charlie Blackman, Giancarlo Stanton, four of the next five picks were outfielders. That I makes mean, sense. I would take Black higher. Uh, for me, Mookie Betts is a guy I definitely want to own. I'm always in on Bryce Harper. I mean, it was a wet bag that derailed him last year. It looked like he was going to be right back on track, being the MVP. Hey, what derailed him? A wet bag when he was running the first base. Oh, and he, he slipped. I remember that. As a Washington National fan, I remember Look, that. I mean, Blackman is phenomenal. For me, he's just coming off this best season. I think the steals go down. But, yeah, he deserves to be a top ten pick. I have no problem. Stanton, if you want to go with Stanton, I'm fine with it. Probably not the route. I'm going to go. Carlos Correa is a guy I want to own. Chris Bryant in this draft went seventh overall. He's been going at the back end of uh, NFBC drafts. I think he could be an MVP candidate once again. So I don't even have a problem with him. You know, sticking with that team real quick. Uh, the, or, what do you? What are your opinion on uh, Xander Bogarts? Hearing that like last year wasn't 100 percent and he was slumping and that all this bounced back because I've never been a huge fan because I've seen like 15, 15 just isn't that much for me anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean he's not a guy that I've really ever invested in. I I would think if they do pull off this Manny Machado trade, he's getting traded. If Manny Machado somehow ends up in Boston, Xander Bogarts oh, yeah, is on his, yeah. is on his way. Else, Manny wants to play short and stuff. They have Devers, so he's not really one of my faves. I think he could, you know, I, I think a bounce back from what he did last year is 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 very feasible. Charlie Blackman was on my Tout Wars team last year. No, look, he was he was phenomenal last year. And, he helped. and I think he's going to be very good again this year. He helped me finish higher than Adam Ronis. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Don't tell him did I said that. Did, did he help you win? Because I didn't have him. No. And I won. No. Oh, yo, no, I didn't win. I did. You did. You are the defending <laughs> labor champion. Yeah, Steve invited me out to take him to jump into the AL or the NL only out in Arizona, and I was like, first of all, I don't have the money to go out there. Second of all, I hate only leagues. Thank you, but those I'll are, stick with the next. Those are tough. I played my first high stakes in a, uh, only league last year. Knocked it down. Those are tough. Nice. Can you imagine doing that for football, NFC only? <laughs> <laughs> I, jo- hey, yeah, you know what? I joked about this all season. Yeah. I said this. You know, like, why don't we do that in football? Like I said, you know, it'd be interesting just it, to do it. You would actually, you couldn't go more than eight or ten teams in the league, and yeah. you'd probably have to drop down to 
wide receivers and one flex and stuff like that. But it might be kind of it could be ten team league. Like you'd be starting like Mike Tolbert to be a starter. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, I, I really enjoyed doing the only league. I thought it was a, a lot of fun. And how is how is it Fab Night in the only league? Well, it's a hell of a lot different because you know you. It's more about you want guys that can just get you at bats. I mean, obviously, you'd want to get some, say, if somebody, if a top prospect was called up, you're going to spend a lot of, if somebody was traded over. But the thing here is you need at-bats. You need plate appearances. You need people to put up counting stats. That's what's uh, important. You need guys to throw innings. You need the strikeouts. So it's a different kind of approach. You obviously want to get the best players, but you're only going to be able to get so many, and the pool is going to be drained so less because you're only dealing with half of it, half of it. So I'm gonna. I'm, I haven't signed up to do it again, but I probably will do it. You want to do another only league? Yeah, probably do the AL again. Why not the NL? I honestly, I wanted to do the NL, but that that one sold out. And sold then, out already. Wow. Then Greg uh, convinced me to do the AL. Yeah. He made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Oh, that, that's, Greg. <laughs> that's 8, Greg. Eight thousand dollars later, I was very happy. But the NL, the AL is still open. It works on that Thursday morning when I'm out there. Yeah. So I might do that the Thursday morning and then do the mixed auction in the afternoon. Going out to Las Vegas. That's a business trip right there. That's not that for fun. Is. That is for drafting fantasy baseball I would like teams. to spend the morning by the pool, though. That, that would be nice. Jake, when it comes to I know you're anti two catcher. When it comes to taking, but when it comes to um, drafting two ca- drafting catchers in these two catcher leagues, how do you go about it? Do you try to get a big dog up top, then get a guy that could be a flyer later, or you just try to find the value as you move along? Uh, I find value as I move along. I don't generally take one before seventh, eighth round at the earliest, and usually not then because the best thing that I do is. You end up seeing the team that did usually has a giant hole somewhere once the draft is done. So you wait a few weeks and then make a trade. You know how many times I've traded for Buster Posey or similar in the past three seasons? All, like last year, I traded for Buster Posey in two different leagues. Both of them high stakes, like well, not high stakes like Matt's, but one of them being an experts league, another one being an expert like friendly league. And I just I do it all the time because the people who take them actually end up with a detriment somewhere on the team. Yeah, I mean, in a one-catcher league, there's... It, see, I, I think get this FSTA you, is two-catcher league, right? it, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain this FSTA is two-catcher league. Not sure about that, but here's my argument for having it. I get Jake's argument. He doesn't want to have to take a negative, this and that. But it makes you have to take, say, if you want to take that Buster Posey, the Gary Sanchez type. Mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez, his 30 home runs, it, it, it means more coming from that catcher position. I'm not going to pay it. Obviously, how do you go about getting your catches, Dan? Because you don't want to take a negative either. I'll usually wait. I'd rather have the position. I've been able to hit on catchers in the past, at least that one catcher. Yeah. And there's guys like you know. Sometimes I'll even I'll I'll get both catchers on the team. Like last year, Kurt Suzuki and Tyler Flowers. If you just put both those guys in there, I mean Suzuki had a phenomenal season. Tyler Flowers. I just for me, I like it because some people are going to pay up. It's it's going to open up other opportunities. It's like the tight end position. In football, yeah, you know, if you got to take that tight end, do you take Gronk? Do you take Kelsey and try to get that advantage there? Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, to me, it's like we could just draft running backs, wide receivers, and take the quarterback like in one of those last rounds. I, I, I think it adds more skill, but that's that's my take on it. This dude on the other side of this glass over here is like staring at us, like he can hear what you're talking about, Matt. So he really likes your analysis, <laughs> Jake. Um. Would you, what do you think about doing that, taking two catchers from the same team and just throwing those dudes into your starting lineup and rolling like that? That sounds like it might work, right? 
No, I don't. I just I don't want to be forced into that type of situation either. Because now you're you're basically yeah you're getting the two out of the one team, but you're also going to be behind anybody else who has two quality catchers because you're getting less at best. You're at best you're getting seven games. At worst you might get six or five, depending on what's going on that week. One of them gets hurt or whatever thing like that. I understand. I've used that strategy before, and actually done it with three catchers. That's the one thing. So maybe if you're saying that, Matt, I could definitely see that because I actually for a while there for years in these two catcher leagues that I've you know forced to be in like the expert leagues and stuff like that, I used to take both Colorado Rockies catchers and just pair them up with another catcher. Like I had the one year I had Yadier Molina and both Colorado catchers. And so that worked out fine. And it could definitely be a strategy, but you know, that's just a, it's a difference on opinions. There's a lot of people like Dave Gano's our good friend. He, he really likes two catchers. I hate it. There's other people that agree with me. There's a lot of people that are even, even labor who hate it. Steve Garter doesn't even like it. He runs labor. He wants to get rid of it, but he can't because it's basically the longstanding forever. Yeah, the purest, the purest, the, the yeah, purest like, in baseball are tough to deal with. There's catches you can get to, like Robinson Chirinos. Is That's a guy a that, well, he He's needed, Texas, right? Yeah, he needed, there you go. Look, I'm he ready. He needed playtime <laughs> opportunity last year, and that opened up for him. And look, is he going to be a 300 hitter? Absolutely not. He's more like a 240 guy, but he can hit, you know, he has the possibility of hitting 20 home runs with the plate appearances. And it's just too hard. Like a guy I like is, what's his name, Austin Barnes, but. I'm not. I, there's other guys at Who that spot. For the Dodgers. He's good. You know, he should take over that casting position. Uh, which is the Grandal's probably going to get traded, but there's other guys at that spot. I think are more valuable for me. All right, I'm looking through the. I'm looking through uh, this draft board. I'm just kind of picking out some of the names of people that seem like. Okay, last year you were going higher than this. The first one I look at, uh, Matt, is uh, Josh Donaldson. What's up with that? I think people are just scared that you know he. He's going to be injured. If I knew he was going to play 150 games, then I would draft him as you know end of the first round, no questions asked. But you know he's he's a guy I have concerns about with the health. This team is on the down slide, the uh, Blue Jays. So yeah. I have concerns there. Shout out to Toronto, the six. <laughs> Your baseball team is on the down slide. My baseball team is on the uptick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back. On the other side, we get ready to shut it down. Cole Beasley, too much sauce. He has a he has a he has a he has a, he has a rap song out now. I haven't no I haven't, way. I haven't heard serious? it. Cole Beasley has a rap song out now. I have right not hear what we're doing on Dirt on Target. <laughs> I have not heard Cole Beasley's rap song, but when we come back, we will take a listen to Cole Beasley. <laughs> Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Friends, you're getting ready to shut it down for the day. Don't forget, coming up next, Fancy Football, Fantasy BFS Forever, the best friends. 4 p.m. Eastern Time, come back for On Target Fantasy. Um, I guess, well, 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 let, what are you going to do today, Jake, before we get into Cole Beasley? Or is that a surprise? Uh, no, well, I'll tease it. We're going to do Cole Beasley versus Trevor Bowers rap from back in the day. Oh, Ooh, I never knew Trevor Tre- Bowers is a wild one. Yeah, Trevor Bowers can spit? 
I no, no trouble can, about. Oh, you spit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll have to you'll have to listen this afternoon, Corey. We're gonna we're gonna actually do a little rap battle. Okay. Basically. Did you ever see? By the way, real quick, I just want to, so Bill Barnwell. Real quick, I just want to throw out to go back to the Seahawks before we do this rap thing. He said, for all those people complaining about the Seahawks offensive line, they have a first-round pick, two second-round picks, an $8 million a year free agent, a guy they traded a second-round pick to acquire, and a third- and a fourth-round pick on the offensive line over the last three years. Okay. And all right. So all these complaints about the offensive line, and they've tried. All right, so then Tom Campbell is on you now. With this Cole Beasley, Trevor Bauer thing, reminds me of a true romance. Gary Oldham, who's going to win Best Actor for yeah. his performance this year. Uh, he, he was great in that movie, and he had a lot. He thinks he's white boy did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, that, I'm quite sure Cole Beasley. Like, I haven't heard the Cole Beasley joint. I know he's not as good as Dame Lillard, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> but, Florio, you on the ones and twos? All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cole Beasley, wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys, his single. Let's hear Cole Beasley on the one and two. Early mornings, I ain't slept long. Big headed, so I'm headstrong. Had to be just to be headed to where I was going, like my head gone. They said I'm crazy, but I told them all that it's no biggie, but you're dead wrong. I'm the wrong one to be swept off up under the rug. Patience of a wondrous love to come from the mud and get y'all up off me. Flowing circles round them like drawstrings. Overheads get moss reach. For the stars, I was taught dream, never stop, eat, wreak havoc like half of them all deep. You ain't talking money, then you've lost me. I'm saving all it for my offspring. Can't snatch a necklace up off me. Cause I don't have one Spent that on college funds For both my sons But it's four accounts Accounting for Another two That's yet to come If you have enough They can have some Competition Yeah I have to When you don't look the part Yeah you have to When you do Opportunities stack up Like the odds against me I just have one Opportune moment But that's all I need Cause I own it Seize it Like I see So cold Like I see right, right. And I'm just chilling Like I Hey yeah, Shout out to Cole Beasley Definitely better than Trevor Bauer Maybe yeah. better than You know Current modern day Eminem. He might. <laughs> yeah. He's, no, he's like a. Here's the. He's like the mix between Eminem and Kendrick Lamar because he doesn't have. There's no hook. There's no chorus. He just raps all the way through. That's like kind of the new rap nowadays. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No That's, doubt. I, I, that sounds right. Some people like that. I'm not a huge fan of okay. that. Like I, I still. I still want the hook or something you can come back to. Yeah. You want the chorus. Really like, and I will say you'll hear it this afternoon. Trevor Bauer's beat. Is a little bit better than oh, that. But, Bauer got... but, Beasley, but Beasley's got the better skills. Yeah, Beasley can rap. Speaking of uh, Kendrick Lamar, I pictured him to be like just by that name, Kendrick yeah. Lamar. I when I first heard of him, I'm like, this must be like a Luther Vandross type guy. Like, <laughs> <singing> <laughs> that kind of music. Kendrick Lamar is kind of like a nerd, but you know, can, he did he, he he didn't perform in the stadium, right? Outside that was outside the stadium. Georgia. He now let me stop. <laughs> he performed he did lip sync in the stadium. <laughs> oh, it was lip. I didn't watch the halftime show. I had, I had to go out. Or I had to run to the store because I was running out of beer. So I was like, I'm sorry, Kendrick, but I'm out. <laughs> I had to go. Hey, Chris Ventra, uh, Ventra, what do you think? What do you think of uh, Cole Beasley, Ventra? Just talk loud. I'll tell him what you said. He said Ventra said he got nothing on him. <laughs> Shout out to Bensonhurst. Shout out to Bensonhurst. <laughs> Ventra, I think we still, the stream is still up, Ventra. You're just walking all through no, the camera. No, no it's not. Said, oh, Ventra, shut it down. I all was right. hoping he shut it down. Yeah, all right. So there you go right there. Shout out to Cole Beasley, though. He got more skills than I thought. I wanted to listen to that. With, I wanted to listen to that with y'all to get my first take. But don't forget, the BFF's coming up next. Come back 4 p.m. Eastern time, all in, kid. On Target. We'll get to those uh, two early rankings tomorrow right here on the program. Got some more baseball. 
all coming too. Since y'all talk about what they talk about on Sirius XM, like I give a damn. Fancy Frenzy, we out.